0: Welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. I get to kick off the uh, series that we're doing on healing, um, which I, you know, this is going to be tough. It's going to be tough speaking on my all-time favourite subject. It uh, <laughs> doesn't matter what message I do, it's, it, 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 somehow it comes around to people getting healed. <clears throat> um, so uh, great to be with you this morning and to be able to open this series. Before I do that, I just want to give voice prophetically to um, a little bit of what uh, we saw going on here this morning. Um, and I'm going to jump into Ezekiel 47. Many of you know this passage of Scripture extremely well. The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple. South of the altar, he then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east and the water was trickling from the south side. There's a lot a lot of things we could say about the cardinal directions that it's talking about there, but we're going to move on. This is what I really want to get you to. is a, a man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand. He measured off a thousand cubits and led me through water that was ankle deep. Now, some of you will have heard me talk about uh, the first thing that's actually written in my journal when God told me or told us that we were to move to Whangarei, that our next assignment was in Whangarei, Um, and he actually, he took me to this passage of Scripture, Ezekiel 47, and he said, Chris, what you knew when you were in the south as a trickle, in the north, you are going to know as a deep, impassable river. Uh, yeah, it's just it's good, I eh? Man, you're gonna have to help me here. I was just a weight of the presence of God this morning. I haven't, um, I haven't felt it like this for a for a long time. I was standing in a uh, a really significant moment, I believe. Uh, I saw something really significant. Oh man. <laughs> We saw something really significant this morning. Um, one of the things God showed me uh, this time last year was that a healing movement was coming. Uh, it was a healing movement like we had not seen before. It wasn't just signs, wonders, and miracles. The emphasis was on Healing. Um, and if you think back to what we were in the midst of last year, um, churches pretty much tearing themselves apart in some parts of the, of the country It's just awful. Um, but God gave me this promise then and said, those who walk this well will be some of the first ones that go in, and I believe as a church, we walked it well. I, I really do. Um, I absolutely honor Simon and Christy for their leadership um, uh, through what, what was a no-win situation for, for so many pastors. <clears throat> But we walked it well. Um, And one of the other things God said to me was that there were going to be encounters for people in this place. And and, and there was going to be carpet time. (laughs) It was pretty much what he was showing me. Uh, Now, I have been in some meetings where just the presence and the weight of God has been so strong that I have just not been able to get up off the floor. Uh, almost undignified, under under chairs, just like, oh my goodness, you are so good, God. You are so good. Um, and I felt that again this morning, but uh, what was awesome to see was so many other people that were just, that were feeling that and were responding. Uh, and so I, um, I was down at a pastor's conference a few weeks ago, Um, I got up actually the Sunday after because I just felt the presence of God just leading me to get up and say something impromptually. Um, Is that a word, impromptually? I don't know. It is now. There we go. You can use it if you want. Yeah. Um, uh, But I I felt to get up and and just give voice again to the fact that God wants to heal people. He wants to bring an end to to the reign of sickness that we have seen in the globe in the last two or three years. Makes sense, doesn't it? God's always got the upper hand. He's always got the last say. Uh, and down at that conference, I had spoken with my spiritual mom and I'd seen some pretty cool things happen at that conference. And she said, Chris, you know what? She said, we are ankle deep at the moment. We are ankle deep. And I was just like, yes other people are are saying it, and the the person that was speaking was saying, you know, there's a healing movement that we are in. We are in. Um, And invariably what comes before a significant move of God is a call for people to align their hearts again with holiness. And that's what I started to see this morning, in fact, it's been building over the the past few weeks, but I saw that this morning is that people were just going, man, just the goodness and the presence of God and just aligning their hearts and being obedient to what he was saying, um, whether that be, as Dan so well picked up on it, uh, whether that be dancing, whether that be kneeling, whether that be lying on the floor, whatever it may be. Um, So I just want to say all that to encourage you that we are progressing into a significant move Uh, of God. Uh, That's the weightiest I've felt um, God in a a long time um, this morning. So exciting stuff. And I I want to thank Dan uh, and the team but especially Dan, he was leading uh, the team this morning um, and Dan had been waiting on God this week and he had been hearing what God wanted to do and he positioned that whole time this morning for us to encounter God. Uh, And that that was outstanding. And I love the way that you just, you stayed there, Dan. You stayed there. Uh, You didn't, you know, there's always a pressure when you're on the stage to, to move on to the next thing. Um, but uh, but the, the, the art, the dance, I like to think of it as with, with Jesus is knowing when to stay and when to move. Um, and you did that so beautifully this morning, so well done. Just put our hands together for him. that's <laughs> One of the nice things for me when I speak at uh, this church is because you have such a strong teacher um, as a senior pastor. Um, I I would say you're very blessed in this church because I would say you have a fold, five-fold teacher, um, someone who carries an ascension gift in teaching, um, and uh, and that's that's awesome. That is actually an incredible blessing. Um, to you and I honour that gift on uh, on Simon, um, and so that uh, that allows me, um, having been a previous uh, senior pastor, is that I can move more in my prophetic uh, gift, um, and I don't have to uh, I don't have to when I get up here teach so much. Um, but I kind of feel like god's got me in a, on a slightly tighter rein than i normally would have uh, when I speak in this church this morning because God said look Chris there's a bunch of scriptures that I want you to just get through to people um so just tone the enthusiasm down and ensure that the content is there okay so if you if you if you start if you start seeing me you know sort of you know, starting to jump around and move around and and maybe even get off the stage this morning just go like this just settle Chris settle Okay, um, one of the things as a kid when I would read the Bible, this I'm probably talking 11, 12 um, years old, uh, I would read the Bible and I would read the miracles that were taking place and the healings that were taking place under Jesus' ministry and then in the book of Acts. And my big question was, if God is real, then we should be seeing that sort of thing happen now. To me, it was a convincing proof that God is real, as if the beautiful mountains and the gorgeous trees of, uh, of Murchison and the native bush and the amazing rivers weren't enough of a indication that God was real. Uh, when I read the Bible, I was like, signs, wonders, miracles, healings uh, seem to be convincing proofs that God is real. Um, also, being the youngest child, um, I you know, probably am inherently lazy. You know, but I like other people to do things for me. Um, And I have a profound hatred of inconvenience. Just drive with me and you will find that, you know, like... I would love to be one of those people that can walk down the pavement three abreast at just a casual stroll and get in the way of all of those of us who like to go somewhere quickly. I, I, one day, that is, my, that is my desire in life. Can anyone relate uh, to that? Probably not a good time to put your hand up and I noticed nobody did, so well done. Uh, the other thing too is that I am... I, when I get sick, when I, when I get a, a gastro bug or something like that, I am an ugly, sick person. <laughs> like, I don't just go, I, yeah, I'll spare you the details, but I literally turn myself inside out. I don't know how my, why my body is like that. Uh, so I have this profound hate of inconvenience and being sick. But also, I, I actually, I carry a really, really deep, Desire for people to be healthy and for people to be well. Um, I really do. I, I just, uh, I, there's nothing that spins my wheels more than seeing somebody healed, delivered, saved, set free uh, from something that has been hindering them. Um, and, but, but I also desire that people live in health. Uh, And so my message is titled, well, it was advertised as being Hot Tips for Healing. I actually have changed it on my notes to Hot Tips for Health, um, because I believe that the first place we should always start with going after healing is in ourselves. Charity begins at home, I suppose you could say, and what greater person to practice on than your Self. And so what I am going to do today is I am gonna give you a bunch of things that Ruth and I have learned over our journey of the past 20 years of footsteps to health. Um, and I'm gonna pass those on to you. I'm gonna give you a bunch of scriptures. And really, I'm just gonna set the scene for you today uh, because the phenomenal teachers will take over from there and they will, uh, they will teach further in the weeks coming Um, But I want to encourage you and I want to give you some tips on how to embark on a healing journey for you personally and your family. That's where I want to start it. Now, you can take these and you can apply it and you can lay hands on the sick and see them recover because that is the Christian life. That is a part of what we should be about. And so I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand if we're not going after that. I, I may offend some of you today. But we've had a pretty good run. It's been good knowing you. Just yeah. knock me off Facebook. That's fine. I, I may say some things that really cause you to stop and think. And as maturity has come in my life, I have learned that when I am offended that I probably need to first look and see if there's a speck in my own eye before I look at the plank, or a plank in my own eye, rather. Um, so if, if there is something that I say today Go away, check it out, and come to your own conclusion. Um, I'm, I'm quite all right from that. But I really would like to keep you, know, you as friends on Facebook. Um, or here, actually. In real life, too. That would be, oh, imagine that. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruth and I, around about 20 years ago, we took a zero-tolerance um, approach to sickness. Uh, and so, you know, as a, as a young fellow growing up, I had plenty of colds and flus and tonsillitis and, and all those sorts of things, and I hated them because they were inconvenience. Remember, you know, there's nothing worse than being sick in your bed, is there, and hearing fun going on somewhere else in the house. If you suffer from FOMO, you know, this, it's just it's not fun, um, and so, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, We'd, we'd grown up and overcome a few of those things, and then we had these little people in our house, um, which just seemed, you know, it was just like a whole new wave of sickness and colds and flus and runny noses and and all those sorts of things, and uh, and I think that's at the point where I just went, okay, n- no, I'm, I'm not doing this. We're, we are not doing this, um, and so we took this zero-tolerance approach, um, and as I looked in the Bible, I love the life of David, and I looked at David, and the first thing that David did was that he fought the lion and the bear in his personal life before his public life where he took on Goliath. And I started to think, well, okay, people who People seem to, they get, uh, the catalyst seems to be when there's some real serious disease uh, that comes their way, and I'm not going to name any of those diseases today because they're under his foot. But that's the point where I saw so many people entering into a healing journey. I thought, I'm going to go after the common cold, and I'm going to go after gastro bugs, and I'm going to go after those things, and I'm going to see those things defeated because who knows? You get plenty of practice um, with those things. And so about 20 years ago, that's what Ruth and I did. And so I want to brag on God today. I, Ruth and I stand here as a testimony of ones who very rarely will get a cold, very rarely get um, a stomach uh, complaint, and very rarely will get a flu. Um, I'm going to be very brave today. And I'm going to say, I have not had COVID, nor has Ruth, nor do I intend to. And I don't say that to diss on anybody. I say that because I want to brag on God and give you hope that if we will go after the truths and the promises in the Bible, we can see incredible things happen. Okay? And, and I have hated I have hated watching so many people go through the last two years and get hit with colds, flus, viruses. And I have hated leading a business through this past year with having to rearrange rosters so much. <laughs> <clears throat> Sickness is inconvenient. And I, I I said I said I may offend some of you, and I and I know I'm I'm pushing some stuff here and, and you know we, we, we may have to have a cup of coffee afterwards. But I want to challenge us all. What would the last two years have been like if the body of Christ had 20 years ago said, we're going to rise up and we're going to fight the lions and bears and not tolerate them? God uses all things together for His good. And what I have been encouraged to see is that the body of Christ rising up and going, actually, we're going to go after viruses now. I I believe that is a significant thing that we're seeing. Um, and so I do not doubt that there will be something else that the globe will face like we have in the past three years. And so la- well, early this year, I just set, my, I set myself up. I was like, God, I want to. I want to train. I want to empower. I want to teach the body of Christ so that whatever comes next, if we can stand strong. That we can stand strong. Is that okay? You guys have all gone very quiet. I love you. I really do, and I want you to be healthy. I want you to be, I want you to be healthy. And I wanna brag on, our oh God, if you go on this journey, how many people would love to never have a virus again in their life? Well, let's focus on that, eh? Let's focus on that. How many people think that when we get to heaven, we're gonna be struck down with a virus? Anybody? Gastro bug. How many people think there's going to be gastro bugs in heaven? Well, what is the prayer that we are taught? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We don't have to wait for heaven. We can bring heaven here on earth. Um, and in this healing movement God keeps speaking to me about is that we are going to see the priesthood of believers rise up like we've never seen before. Um, and hence why I'm speaking about for each one of us getting ready, getting prepared so that we can live in health ourselves and we can take healing and health to a world that that needs it. Um, so yeah. Um, and hence part of why we ran the royal identity course this year I think we've run it and we ran it here twice we've run it I don't know four or five five other um, churches over this past year um, because it really it, it it equips people with what is your their authority and how do you execute that authority whose are you what's your authority how can you release it to the world uh, and so we'll probably uh, I'd love to have done a, another one this year but Time is running short, so we'll probably run a couple of those courses again um, next year. How many people have, who, who did it with us? Yeah, there's a good, good, good smattering of people out there. That's good. So yeah, we'd love to do that again some, um, some more. So anyway, here we go. Some hot tips. Uh, hot tip number one is become fully convinced that God wants you well. Become fully convinced of it. I'm gonna put a couple of Scriptures up here on the board that Jashua has kindly put in for us this morning. But the first one is Psalm 103, verse three. It says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Say it with me, all. It's written there in Scripture. God's intent Jesus coming was in order, or part of Jesus coming, was in order that we could see all our diseases healed. It didn't say, apart from this one or that one, or on occasion, I'll heal you here. It said, no, heals all your diseases. Matthew 8, verse 17 Jesus speaking and pulling through the book of Isaiah, incredible book of prophecy. He says, this was to fill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and he bore our diseases. Every single disease that you and I will face was nailed to the cross. Jesus took care of it. He finished the deal and he said, those very words, it is finished. Now, if we are to look into the word saved, I'm going to bring out a scripture you probably quoted. You may have uh, memorized it. Um, it's an incredible scripture. But before I go there, I want to talk to you about the word saved. When we read that in the New Testament, it's actually, it's got so much more to it than what we have Seen, preached at times. We think the word saved means that taken from our sins and we're going to spend eternity with Jesus, which it absolutely does. But it's one of those words that when you look in the language that it was written of, and we look at the authorial intent, we see that the person hearing those words back when the words were written, would have heard a lot more than you're gonna be forgiven of your sins and spend eternity with Jesus. They would have been catching this. It is actually the Greek word sozo, which means to save, to deliver, to protect, to heal, to preserve, to do well, and to be made whole. So if we take that and we put that into John three sixteen and 17, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It talks about the eternal life aspect of there. For God did not send His Son in the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. And we can easily insert in there, He sent His Son in the world, into the world to heal them, to make them, People whole and it's talking about into the world it's talking about in this present time in the natural world before this world passes away he sent Jesus that we could live in health that we could be healed, that we could be delivered from our infirmities, from uh, mental health issues he sent us he sent his son in the world, for this present time, not just a future tense. Somebody say, that's good news. That's good news. I, uh, I read a quote on, um, on Facebook um, from somebody, and it got me thinking. I was like, that's a very interesting quote. And they said that if you ever start, if you ever share with Jesus in the first line that you use, is if you were to die tonight, where would you go? They said, don't start with that, because that is not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus' kingdom coming here onto this earth now. And one of the cool bonuses too is that we get to spend eternity with him. actually, the greatest thing that we can reveal to other people is that when they come into relationship with Christ, he wants to lead them through transformation of their life here on this earth and a future hope and a future glory. And, uh, and it got me thinking and it challenged me. I thought, oh, I'm if I've opened with that line a, a, a few times, probably uh, in, in previous years, I may well have. Um, but I was like, yeah, that's right. We actually get the incredible gospel to share. I'm excited about speaking about healing because I'm sharing the gospel this morning. I'm sharing the gospel with you, that God wants you well. And, I, and my encouragement, number one, is become fully convinced that God wants you well. I'm gonna say a statement, and this may push a few buttons as well, <laughs> but I do not believe that God ever places sickness on somebody in a New Testament setting, in a New Testament setting. I do not believe it, um, and, um, and I have I have wrestled with this, um, and it has brought me through probably 20 years later to where I can comfort, very comfortably say, I do not believe that God ever places sickness upon somebody in a New Testament uh, setting, and we live in the New Testament, in case you weren't sure on that one. Um, In the Old Testament, sickness, infirmity, disease was listed amongst the curses. He didn't say, I will bless you and your character will be developed by having a cold. It was listed, sickness was listed amongst the curses, not amongst the benefits. Why would Jesus now in a New Testament setting tell us to go into all the world to heal the sick, to cast out demons if sickness was upon certain people so that their character or whatever may be developed? Why would he do that? It says in the Bible that all that came to Jesus were healed. It doesn't say Nearly everyone that came to Jesus was healed apart from Mary because at that time, God had a sickness upon her that was helping her to develop her character. It, I don't read that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that in the, in the New Testament. Um, and invariably, when I talk about this, someone will, will bring up Job to me. I don't particularly like the book of Job. Job. But, but I have to deal with it. I, I don't get Job. But here's the deal. I actually still, I find it hard to wrap myself my mind around a God who would wipe out whole people groups. Anybody, anybody else? I just read out of the book of Ezekiel 47. God... Told me about two weeks ago. Chris, start reading the book of Ezekiel. I was like, Oh, cool, awesome. There's some cool stuff in Ezekiel. I'm 28 chapters deep into that book, and there's some. That is a. Oh (laughs) goodness. Like, I kind of sit down on the couch in the morning and, you know, I normally love, you know, my God time and I go like, okay, God, we've got to read a bit of Ezekiel this morning. He's like, yep, that's what I told you to do. I was like, yeah, I'm reading it. And you just, it's just God dealing with a nation that had gone wayward. I mean, you know, you don't get to the good stuff until sort of like 40 plus chapters deep into it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that I read about in the Old Testament and I just go, I don't get that, but I don't actually think we're fully supposed to get that because we're supposed to live in a New Testament time. We're supposed to live in a New Testament, but we have to understand it. And you've got to, this is, this is my summary of the Old Testament is that the Old Testament exists to show us our total inability to become righteous on our own strength, it is just. It shows the brutality of the effects of sin, and it should bring us to the place where there is no doubt in our mind that we need a savior. That that is what the Old Testament sets us up for, and there's a beautiful scarlet thread there where we can see that God did not leave us in our wretchedness, but he had made a way that you and I can now live in a New Testament setting. And everybody has the opportunity to spend eternity with a God who loves them. So if you if you wanna pull out the book of Job, and, and if it's one of those things that comes to mind when, when sickness hits you, if you want the book of Job, well, you gotta have all the Levitical laws and live in that as well. It's done, it's dealt with. As Bill Johnson says, Job is the question, Jesus is the answer. It's a very profound thing. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I wrestled with the book, book of Job for a long time. I was just like, oh, how does this fit in? Until I really came to understand, it's, it's Old Testament. And so is a whole bunch of other stuff in the Old Testament. But God, Jesus came so that we can live in a much better testament. Um, but 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says that we need to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we must take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And so if there are areas in the Bible where when you go and you are, you find you're praying for yourself or praying for others, and there's questions that come to mind, what about this part of the Bible, then I encourage you to go and to get the truth in it so that you can fire back at the fiery darts of the enemy. That is the shield of faith that we have been given. Um, and so I bring up Job there, but there'll be other things that you kind of go, oh, what about this? Well, go back and find it. Because you know what? The devil knows the word of God as well. And what did he come at at, at Jesus with? He came at Jesus with the word of God. But Jesus knew the truth and the creator and the author, and he fought back. Um, So, yeah, become fully convinced. It was probably one of the greatest hindrances to me um, in my early days of trying to walk in healing was, does God really want to heal everyone? I am fully convinced of it now. Um, Speak to the mountain, Speak to the mountain, get prepared, get an arsenal of scriptures, gird yourselves up. Before you climb a mountain, you prepare. Ensure you've got those scriptures so that you can hit straight at uh, sickness, disease, infirmity when it comes your way. So, you know, some of my favourites are, all that came to Jesus were healed. I am the righteousness of God. I am in right standing with God. So my prayers are powerful and effective. I have been given authority over all the enemy's power. He heals all our diseases and all our infirmities. The same power that rose Christ from the dead lives in me. I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the full knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you may know the hope of your calling, the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints. And the incomparably great power for those who believe. His inheritance, what Jesus took a hold of for and nailed to the cross is our inheritance. And we have this incomparably great power that is within us. I keep that in mind when I'm taking on sickness. I keep that in mind. I got the power of Christ within me. I had an interesting situation earlier in the year and. And uh, there's a lot of viruses this year, n- like nothing other uh, that I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, there's a lot of viruses that have come knocking on my doorstep this year. And it was earlier in the year, and one just started to get a little too familiar. It was just starting to get a little bit in the You, know, you get that niggle at the beginning. I'm like, I don't like this. I'm driving down the Bryn Derwins. I'm praying. I'm thinking this through. And God reminds me, you've got my power within you. And so I just prayed and I said, I thank you, Father, for the power within me pushing this thing away and out of my body. And it was like I could feel myself expanding inside to the point where this thing was just pushed out. And, uh, and I carried on and praising God or whatever I did. Um, and I was actually traveling down south, I think, and uh, I got, got down south that evening. I was like, oh, it's completely gone. You know, we've got the power of Christ within us. We do not have to live with sickness, even if it comes knocking um, at our door. So have that arsenal of scriptures, but then speak to the mountain. Jesus said, it is finished. He has done his bit. And he said, I've given you authority over all the enemy's power. So we get to take that authority now. We are not in the position where we have to come and beg the king. He said, I've given it as the Father's good pleasure to give the keys of the kingdom to you. I have given them to you. So we get to run and to take that. We, we don't have to come back and, and say, God, please heal me of this, please heal me of this. No, we get to speak to the mountain." Genesis chapter one, and God said, and God said, and God said, our words have power and life in them. They are creative forces. We can speak destruction upon viruses, sickness, infirmity, and we can speak the life of Christ into people. Speak the life of Christ into our bodies. Matthew uh, chapter 17, verse 20 Jesus replied to them, so the the disciples having a little bit of a problem kicking a a demon out. And Jesus, you know, he replied to them and he says, because you have so little faith. He's like, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. But he said, you can say to this mountain, Move. You can say, all you need is a faith the side of a mustard seed. What's he getting at there? He's not like, go and try out and get half a mustard seed. It was the smallest known seed. It was so small. He's like, this is all it takes. But you just got to believe. And you got to speak to it and command it to be moved. Sickness comes in and it tries to be a mountain in our way. It's an inconvenience. And we can speak to that thing and we can cast it into. The great abyss where it belongs. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, is a declaration. Give us this day our daily bread is an ask, i.e., God, resource me, or I thank you that you have resourced me and provided for me. But your kingdom come, your will be done, it is a declaration. So we speak to the mountain. And so if there's a virus or a sickness that is floating around our place, I'll be like, Father, I take authority over this thing and I break its power. I command this thing to absolutely shrivel and die. I break every part of it down. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have authority over all the enemy's power. I speak to you, virus. I command your protein to just dissipate. Get out of my body in Jesus' name. If I'm praying for somebody for healing, I'll be, I declare and I speak, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I grab a hold of what is available in heaven and I release it on earth. But that is our birthright. That's our birthright as believers. You know, it was a really cool miracle here earlier in the year where God just said to me, just declare over Anna Lisa's ankle that her ankle will be stronger than it has ever been. Um, And so I was ministering and I just declared that. I I, I didn't say, God, I ask, I plead that you would make her. No, I just, I had the word of God. So I spoke and I said, your ankle is gonna be stronger than it has ever been. Two other people with sore ankles were healed that morning as well. Shane Cotton's up there, he'd sprained his ankle. He was just like, I'll have that, thank you very much and was healed right there and then. The next day he went out and did a four or five K run or something, he he texted and told me. uh, Paulina, who was up the front as well, emailed the church later in the week and said, you know, I was healed. My leg was healed. The same thing. Why? Because we spoke of something that was available in heaven and we said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And they just went, well, if it's available, I'll grab it. (laughs) That's awesome, eh? That's awesome. I love it when God shows off. And he wants to show off through uh, you and I. God does not need convincing about healing. You do not have to come to the Father and plead. He wants you well. He is a good dad. He's a good dad and he wants you well. Now, this next point hangs in tension. And that is focus on the solution, not the problem. If the devil gets in my crosshairs, I will take him out but I'm not giving him a whole bunch of attention. Jesus didn't give him a whole bunch of attention. He got his wee moment and he got thoroughly shot down. So the devil, if I feel a virus coming in my body, then I will speak to that thing. I will command it, but I will get my focus back quick onto where is the solution and where is my healing. It is in heavenly realms. It comes through a father who loves me. He's the one I want my attention on. And it amazes me how I can speak to something, but then by transferring my attention later in the day, I'll be like, ah, oh, cool. I'd, I'd forgotten that actually there was a virus knocking on the door this morning. Took it down, stat. Because I've got a God who loves me and I want to get my focus on there. I shared a few weeks ago when I came back from Cambodia, just this wave of gastro thing that kept hitting me. And I was just like, I was speaking to this thing. Was, man. And I was lying in bed one morning. I am like, woke up. I'm feeling lousy again. I'm like, God, oh, what, what do I need to do? And he said, Chris, get your focus on me. It's like, oh, okay. And so I, I looked for him and I focused. And 12 hours later, completely fine um, again. But it took a shift. Sickness had got my attention. Like, I get my attention off that. I'm going to get my attention back up on... God, how are we doing for time? Is that counting me down or counting me up? It's counting me down. It's good. Okay. Is that a good tip? Keep your focus on him. You know why people hit power poles? Have you seen how far power poles are spaced along the road? Yeah, you you really, you you think it'd be pretty hard to hit a power pole. You know why people hit power poles? Because as soon as they start to go off the road, they look for what they might hit. And their focus goes on it and they hit power poles. If, if, if you're ever on ice or something like that, uh, and I pray it never happens, but look for where the clear space is. If, uh, if you're flying an aeroplane and you look down, so I would always keep my map on my left leg, and, I, and if I ever looked down, and if I spent a bit too much time down there, I would look back up and the plane would be going like this. What we focus on is where we go. What we focus on gets our attention. So, yes, by all means, if the devil gets in our crosses, take him out, stat. But then get our focus back on heaven. You know, I, one of the things I've been just thinking through lately is a lot of times when we um, pray for healing for people, we say, go and. Try it out, and, and you know, it's possibly not a bad thing. Um, but I'm kind of thinking more actually when we pray for healing for people, is I want them to be focusing on Jesus more than anything. Because I tell you what, when I have done that, when I have just kept my focus on sickness, it's kind of like you you you're looking for it and almost, yeah, almost giving up permission to come back. I'm not saying you up. I have seen much greater. Let me put it this way: I see much greater, greater degrees of healing take place when I've got my focus straight back up onto. There is no sickness in heaven. This is my birthright. I get to bring heaven to earth. And when I pray for people, I speak and I give them scriptures as I speak out and pray over them. But then if I can get their focus on Jesus, it's amazing uh, what can take place. So, uh, so yes speak to the mountain, but get your focus right back, where our focus should be. Sickness loves attention. If you have been sick, you know that it, it, it does bring attention. And, and I found most people, actually they don't want, they don't want that attention. But it, it, loves, it loves to dominate. It, you know, I, look, I, I put this out as just a theory. It's, it's not written in scripture, so. Don't quote me as scripturally based, but I just, I believe that actually we're seeing a whole lot more viruses and stuff around because just uh, sickness has had our attention for three years. And it, and it wants to keep it. That's why I believe there's such a healing movement coming up because God wants to absolutely break that thing. He wants to absolutely destroy it. Now, yeah, you could argue the borders and stuff have been open and that, that's fine. I, I, I can take any argument. That's fine. But I do think that the globe has has really been focused on it and it, and it wants to keep it. Where I'm like, okay, let's get our focus back on Jesus. Let's get our focus back on the healer. Let's, let's get our heads on the carpet where we're encountering Jesus like we haven't encountered before because that is where our hope comes from. Anybody with me on that? Good. You're doing well. I know. I know. I'm hitting some punches today, but uh, but you keep standing up, so it's good. Well done. I want you well. I want you well. I want you healthy. I want your family well. Um, you know, the supernatural realm is greater than the earthly realm that we exist. i never forget about 16 years ago, being in a meeting in Auckland with a great revivalist. And the meeting had gone on for an hour and a half. I'd sung a whole lot of songs. I'd spoken about stuff, and I was getting bored. And um, I was down the back and I was playing with Kayla and I was actually, I turned away, turned away from the stage. Um, and then I just felt, I felt something enter the room. We were in a big stadium. I felt something enter the room. Um, and I was like, whoa, the presence of God just entered this place big time. And, and I turned around just in time to see everyone on the stage and at the front picking up on it. Um, and as I looked the whole of the, um, of the natural realm quivered. You, you, doesn't matter what you tell me, you'll never be able to take this away from me because I saw it with my eyes. And, and I was like, oh my goodness, this natural realm we think is so definite and defined, but actually there is a realm around it that is so much greater, so much more powerful, and is a whole lot more real than the realm that we live in. The supernatural realm is real. Yeah. Amazing, amazing! Um, I'm so grateful for God that I that I I got to see that, um, and then the, just the power of God swept through. I could I could see it happening this the, this morning. Uh, I could see just I could see the power of God just moving in waves um, through this place. Not not like I saw it that time, but yeah, I could tell I could feel it. Let's put it that way. Um, so. Yeah, let's keep our focus in the supernatural realm where healing comes from, and uh, pull that through into this place. My next point is that faith is a substance. Faith is the substance of faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not yet seen, um, and so. When we exercise faith and we speak out and we declare a thing, we're actually declaring something that already exists. And that's really important to remember when we're praying for healing because we're not trying to get someone healed. We're simply, trying, we're simply looking to access what exists in the supernatural realm, in the heavenly realm where there is no disease, no sickness, no infirmity, and see it translated into this realm. That really helps me because it takes the emphasis off me. The emphasis for me then just becomes to declare and to speak it and to listen to God if there's anything else I need to go after. But I'm looking to pull something out of the supernatural realm into the natural realm. That's where the the blab it and grab it or, you know, um, know, it, it doesn't work. You know, I can't just stand up here and say, God, I just declare I'm gonna have a Lamborghini out there by the end of today. Why? Because it doesn't exist in the natural realm. It's just me declaring funny stuff right with it. No. But when we speak and we declare for healing, it already exists. We have faith for it. We have the substance proving that it actually exists in the natural realm. The Word of God tells us that all that came to Him were healed. He bore all our diseases, sickness, and infirmity. And so we're agreeing and we're speaking that out and declaring it. We have a substance called faith. It's not just a hope. It's not just pie in the sky thinking. It is an actual substance that it exists. Where does a tree come from? Somebody. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Very good. Well done. Yes, it comes from a seed. Okay, let let me try it this way. Um, when, you, when you look, you know, you go out and you look at a, at a big carry tree, where has that come from? Where, where has that substance come from? Where, where are the science teachers? It came from another tree, but the actual, like, you know, when you look at the wood of the tree, where has that substance come from? Has it come out of the ground? If it's coming out of the ground, there should be a dirty great hole beside every carry tree where it's transformed dirt into a tree. Process of photosynthesis, isn't it? I like big words. What do we breathe out? What do trees breathe out? We breathe out CO2. They breathe out O2. What do they do? They take the carbon and they make a tree out of it. I was sitting there one, one day as, you know, with the kids playing on the fort, looking at the tree, and I going, where the heck did that tree come from? Because there's not a big hole. And then I went back and, and science that I'd learned in fifth form became really helpful. Science will become helpful. <laughs> the carbon that we can't see is translated into a tree. Why do we have so much problem thinking that a broken bone can be healed just like that? It's the God who set in place the whole process of a tree. Something we can't see becoming something that is seen. That's helpful, eh? Some of you are going, uh, that's helpful. I got a whole message on where does a tree come from. I didn't want to use that today, but the Holy Spirit took me there. Now I can't use that message. You'll be like, no, we know that. We know where a tree comes from. (laughs) What is that from the cheeky third row? Why do we have so much problem thinking that something that is not visible can become something that is visible? Our God has given us an incredible example of it that we look at every single day. Next time you're praying for healing or someone's broken bone or something like that, just do it while you're looking at a tree. Um, my next my next point is never give up. Never give up. Have a zero, oh, it's red line to me. Never give up. Have a zero tolerance. Are you guys right? I want to just keep going. I know I should be wrapping up, but... Is this helpful? I'll get off the stage if you want. How many people like me to get off the stage? How many people like me to stay and finish? Okay, it's good. So good. Thank you to the brave person who put their hand up in the first question. In Luke 18, chapter 1, day, we, we read an account of a widow going before an unjust judge and asking for justice against her adversaries. And um, the the account goes that she kept pestering the judge and he granted her justice. Now, notice that the judge was unjust. I, I think Jesus deliberately made the judge unjust because he wanted you to get it really clear that he wasn't talking about God the Father. But he's saying, even if an unjust judge, when he is pestered enough, will order what was already law to be enacted, how much more will our just judge want to answer our prayers? But it was her determination. We live in an unjust world, but that doesn't mean that we stop going and pestering and bothering. But let's, let's separate, we are not bothering God. We are bothering the systems of this world that think they have power, dominion, and authority when actually we do. And we are going and we are going and we are going until we see justice according to the kingdom of heaven. Never give up, never give up, and move in faith, not fear. Man, I, in my early days, of uh, walking down this path, you you get around someone who's got a cold and a virus and you just have this dread. Oh, no, please, I don't want to get it. No, 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 no. Oh, I want to go to the game on Sunday or I want to do this or whatever. You know, you you feel... How many people can test that? No, don't put your hand up, it's fine. It's probably only me. Um, But, you know, you get around that and there's just like this dread. It's like fear. Fear is crouching at the door and it wants to jump on us. And, uh, you know, I believe that fear is just one of the key entrance ways for the enemy. I believe it's, the, it's actually a big key to the book of Job. That which I greatly have feared has come upon me, is what Job said. Um, fear is a superhighway for sickness. Um, and I'll tell you how to, how to deal with this and never give up, and never give up, and never give up, as soon as you're around someone with a virus, just start to pray. Father, I just take authority over that virus. I break its power. I thank you, Lord, that within me lives the same power that rose Christ from the dead. You don't have to lay hands on them. You just, you just start to declare over them, and then you start to say, Father, I thank you that by your stripes I am healed. Father, I thank you that I live in divine health. Father, I thank you that no disease, no sickness, no infirmity shall come upon May I thank you all that came to you were healed. And just start to get your focus on God. Don't give fear a moment of your time, but turn and look to the solution. Turn and look to the solution. And um, again, you'll be amazed at what, what you see. Get it in the gateway. Start to, start to see it in the house, nip it in the bud. Pass on by, Passover blood, Jesus here, keep walking. If it gets in the front yard, take it down in the front yard. You know, you get those first, you know, annoying symptoms. So you don't, you don't go, oh, no. No, you go, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take it down in the front yard. And if it starts to get a little bit deeper, never, never, never give up. Never give up. I had one, one pesky virus this year. Try to uh, Try to really, you know, it gave me a good run for my money. And, um, and I'd seen what some, of, you know, I could tell it was something that other people had had, and I was like, eh. okay. And I just fought that thing every step of the way. And I get up in the morning, I'm, you know, feeling a lot better, but there's still something there, and I'm like, okay, God, what is it now? What am I going to go to? He said, Chris, you're fighting a virus. Start to speak to an infection. So I'm like, in Jesus' name, I command all foreign bacteria die in my body. I am a germ graveyard. And, the, and I, I really get stuck into it. I hope, hope this word doesn't affirm, but I say I castrate you in Jesus' name. I totally remove your ability to reproduce. What do viruses love to do? They love to reproduce. I take authority, you end here. My body and my life is a blessing to others. I absolutely destroy your work here right now. You will not reproduce in my body. I want, my body to be completely unpleasant if any virus gets at any stage in. I am a germ graveyard. I haven't I haven't had a, a day off. with sick leave. Um, well, I worked it out the other day, and it was actually that when I came back from Cambodia. So it was back in 2013, 2012, 2013. Um, yeah, I just. I'm not saying there haven't been niggles where I've had to fight stuff, but there's never been anything that's that's kept me away from work. I want I want that for you. I want that for our planet at the moment. I really do. We're just I want that for you. I really do. This is my motivation for for hitting so hard today. Um, with what I'm saying. Um, yeah, and I'm just going to jump on to. Uh, Just a a, a very quick thing is before you get any other report, get his report. had a friend. They had to go and have some tests. Ruth's a nurse. She treated people with this condition. She was like, this looks very much like it. But we went, no, we're going to pray. And we are going to get his report before we get any other report. So we prayed and declared. They went and had the tests completely clear. And actually, when I see that person now, I don't see those same, uh, same symptoms. It was a, a genetic thing. Um, see, once we get a report, we've got something else to fight against. That's why I always, whenever someone's going to have tests, I say, go and get people to pray for you first. Get the declaration of God over you first. Uh, I am so appreciative of the, of the health systems that we have um, in this place In this country, and I know we've got many health workers in the church as well, and and I honor them. Ruth is a nurse herself. Um, But I tell you what, I I think they'd all agree that they they want you well as well. And we've got that as a backup, but I'm I'm like, man, the kingdom of God is he bore all our diseases. So uh, let's take the pressure off the health system. Anybody up for that? Sounds good. Best answer I've heard. Cool, okay, I'm out of time. I've got two more points but You're gonna have to wait for another time. Um, let me just let me just recap those points. Become fully convinced God wants you well. Speak to the mountain. Focus on the solution and not the problem. Never give up and have zero tolerance for sickness. What I encourage you to I, I wish I'd had time to, to give you some notes this morning um, to take away, but what I encourage you, go back through this message, write down those points, and then start to make them your own start to enact them. Start to go, I am not gonna live with sickness anymore in my life. And over the next few weeks, I believe what is gonna take place is that we're gonna be further and further and further encouraged and equipped that we can see transformation over sickness. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.